Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Recently, it was reported that the YPO, the Young President's Organization, is going to embark upon a new project putting new lights on the uh, Crescent City Connection. And here to talk to us about it is Scott Boyle. Scott is the Department of Transportation and Development District Engineer. Scott, welcome to the show. Good morning, Noel. Thank you for having me on today. So, Scott, I, I assume that this is one of the projects under your command. And uh, as such, uh, tell us where we are and tell us how we expect to pull this off. Yes, uh, this is a project that, that we're going to be uh, facilitating in the New Orleans area. The, the need for this project came out after Hurricane Ida. The, the existing decorative lighting system was in place for over 30 years, and, and it ran very well. It was an older type system. We had high-pressure sodium fixtures in there, and, and, and the department personnel maintained it. We had a couple small projects over the years to keep it running, but you know, you know, 30 years is, is pretty much the, the, the full life expectancy of a, of a lighting system that is exposed to weather and storms. And, and unfortunately, Hurricane Ida finished it off uh, at, the, at the conclusion of that storm. And so we, we started about a year ago, and we, we put a design together. We worked with our, our local consultant, uh, Majeski and Masters, which is also nationally known as well, but but they have an office in New Orleans, and we we, we put this project together. They put a design, and we decided we were going to go ahead and do a full rehabilitation of the system and convert it from the, the the traditional type fixtures to a more modern LED system. No, absolutely, Scott. I don't know about you, but it's hard to imagine that system, the previous system's thirty years old. We're getting old. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, and it, it seems it's, like it, it's it seems a like just a couple of years ago they were talking about this that project. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know unfortunately it's very expensive to to do something like this. To, you know, to, to do an LED rehabilitation, we we got the bids back on this project recently, and and they came in. the The, the cost of this project is going to be twenty million dollars. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it becomes a, an attraction for sure, uh, but the LED is going to uh, allow you guys to do a whole lot more than what you could do with the with the previous style of lighting, right? Yes. Yeah. The, the the old system is strictly just the white soft lighting that was that was draped across the the top and bottom cords. This particular system is going to have the the functionality and flexibility to where we're going to be able to go in there. And, and program different type of themes. So, you know, for Mardi Gras, we'll have the capabilities of, of going in with purple, uh, gold, and green. For Fourth of July, it could be red, white, and blue. Christmas, you know, et cetera, red and green. So, so it's going to have a, a lot more of a, a flexibility, and it's going to it's going to be really nice. LEDs a lot more efficient. 
a lot more energy efficient, and I understand the maintenance of LED is a lot cheaper than the other traditional style of lighting. Is that true? That's correct, Noel. It's, it, the cost is on the front end. We, we've converted most of our traffic signals at intersections. We used to go with the, the, the bulbs for those type of systems. And, and typically, you know, for a traffic signal, we, we, we might spend $100 a month uh, with the old, the old type of, of fixtures that, that power up the red, yellow, and green signals. And when we convert those to LEDs, we achieve savings of, of 80%. Those, those electric bills go from $100 at an intersection to, to $20 a month. So, so you can imagine wow. what we're talking about with this system where we're going to install over 1,500 fixtures on this bridge it's going to be tremendous over the long lifespan of this new system. And you guys have been in the process for a while uh, just uh, swapping over to LED for just uh, roadway lighting as well, right? That's correct. Yeah, we've, we, we, we don't. DOTD does not maintain uh, interstate roadway lighting. We work with the municipalities. We have in- agreements in place. And, and but the but the municipalities, including Orleans Parish, New Orleans Public Works, and, and Jefferson Parish, have been steadily going to the to these new LED type systems just because of the the, the cost savings and and they're illuminated better and it, you know like you said the maintenance is is superior in the in the long run. I think I think people are surprised to hear that government has to pay the regulated utility the electricity to operate traffic signals, highway lighting, and the like. Yeah, we do. We, we definitely get those, those bills every, every month, I can assure you of that. And we have in, in, in my particular district in the greater New Orleans area, including Terrebonne and Lafourche, we, we have over 500 signalized traffic uh, intersections. So, so we definitely do that, and we're always looking for ways that we can, we can uh, reduce those costs, uh, that, that, uh, you know, for the taxpayers, and, and you know, we're, we're very responsible stewards of, of those funds when it comes to things like that. Scott, let's get back to the bridge for a moment. A lot of folks are a little angst and anxiety as to whether or not there will be shutdowns. I understand that y'all uh, intend to manage that with the, the least amount of disruption as possible. Yes, we, we spent a lot of time phasing this project uh, during, the, during the design. It, it's, it's, it's a very challenging situation where we are here. This bridge is carrying over 160,000 vehicles a day in both directions. That, that's over the course of a 24-hour period. So this is, this is a real challenge to get this work done. You know, we're going to have the contractor working overhead, over you know, in live traffic. So there, there will certainly be situations where there's going to be some disruptions of traffic, and and we specifically will have to close a lane in each direction, a permanent lane closure, uh, between the beginning of May through the end of August in, in each direction of the bridge in order to get this this work done. You know, Neil, what, the, the most important aspect and what our ultimate goal is with this project is that we get it done during the Super Bowl, and that's a very ambitious, aggressive timeline. And in order to do that, we're going to we're gonna have to close some lanes. And, and you know, they're going to be working on weekends. The, the contract is committed that he's going to be working 10 hours a day. So we're, we're certainly anticipating, uh, you know, a, a very uh, expedited 
uh, work product in order to get this done in time for, for the Super Bowl on February 9th of next year. Yeah, and you're, and you're hoping that the weather stays decent because um, the, the last thing you want is bad weather sitting out there on that bridge. Is there an opportunity to do some of this work at night? There is. It's it's much more challenging to, to do with that, you know, just from the safety aspect of the workers and being able to see they're going to be fastening all type of electrical infrastructure. And and I, I do know that the, the contractor will take any opportunity to do that. But the majority of this work, from a safety and, and efficiency point of view, it, it's it's going to be conducted during daylight hours. And, and, I, and I do want to get back that caveat I gave you about the, the, the ultimate goal is for us to, to get this done before the Super Bowl, and, and you brought it up. It, it, it's certainly going to be weather dependent. Uh, you know, if it rains a majority of time between now and then, you know, those timelines, unfortunately, will have to be pushed back. But, we're, you know, we, we do account for some uh, inclement weather in our schedule. But, but at this time, you know, it's, it's certainly weather dependent. You know, Scott, I, I talked about this the other day on the show. There's a whole lot of things that we hope to get accomplished before the Super Bowl. And I said, we better start now uh, because we have typically spring showers. If we're faced with a storm over the summer, uh, let's hope that we're not. But, uh, you know, if the weather's not cooperating, this is a tight time crunch on a whole bunch of different fronts. It, it really is, Noel. You know, this time is going to fly by by the time it's there. And, and you know, we've we've been very mindful of that and, and, and know that the time to to be working on these things is now. It's not going to be. It's not going to be in January of next year. The, the time to be planning and, and really putting things together. And, and, and I do want to tell you, we, we're working not only for this particular project, which we consider a showcase project, not not only for the city, but for the region of, of what this is going to mean. We're so proud of, of what this is going to look like in, in, when it's completed. But, but we're also working on the decorative lights, you know, one of the top priorities for Governor Landry is to get all of the interstate roadway lighting fixed in the greater New Orleans area in time for the Super Bowl. So we've been working with Jefferson Parish. We're working with, with the city of New Orleans, Public Works, and, and everybody's really on board to, to, to put our best foot forward, uh, you know, when we're going to be in, in, the, in the center of the world for, 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 that, for that big game next year. Scott, in that in that respect, I was talking to the new DPW director for the city of New Orleans the other day. He said that they're coordinating a project with you guys that a large portion of the interstate highway lighting is out because of a particular project that y'all are working on. Um, do you, are you aware of what I'm talking about, and can you give us an update? Yes, yes. That project is a signing project on Interstate 10. It's between... The City Park Avenue, Metairie Road interchange, and the Broad Street overpass, which is right near where I-10 merges with U.S. 90 business. So th- th- this signing project has been ongoing for quite some time. These are the over the large overhead green signs that you see when you're driving on the interstate that may say, you know, Baton Rouge, you know, 30 miles, or, or this exit, St. Charles Avenue. These are the big overhead signing trusts. And, and we were pouring foundations for these big signs in the median, and we had to de-energize a number of electrical systems along that corridor. And, and as a result of that, a large swath of lights had gone out to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 
hey, going out there. So we're, we're wrapping that up right now, and, and, and we anticipate that that's going to be done very soon. And, and, and once we're finished with what we need to do with the, the contract, I had to de-energize that system for safety reasons. Right. They're going to be working, you know, with, within a lot of electrical utilities under there. Once the cut, our contract is finished, that system will be re-energized, and the city can continue to go back to to uh, repairing those lights and and m- most of those lights in that system along that corridor are, are working already. So so it, you know a lot of people you know we've been working with Councilman Jeruso and and, and Councilwoman Harris on that particular uh, request. She's been getting they've been getting a lot of feedback from that constituent. So so I know everybody's going to be really excited once once those lights are re-energized in that corridor. Yeah, I get a number of texts about it periodically when it comes up. One of the other questions uh, that we receive is whether or not this will be the newer technology lights that will be through that corridor. Do you know? It, it, it sure will, <clears throat> Newell. The, the, this particular system, the, you know, I want to share a little, a little history with this here. The, the, the contract, I want, to, I want to acknowledge the contract that it was selected, who, who, was, who was our bidder for this particular project. It's First Hertz Electric, and they actually have a history with the decorative lighting on the Crescent City Connection. They were a subcontractor from the early 90s when the decorative lighting was installed that long ago. So it's a it's a family-owned business, and, and they just couldn't be more excited and proud that the, the generations later they're going to be doing this, this project. And they also were the contractor that did the Superdome lighting that you see where you have different themes for that particular uh, facility. So right, they got but a I, lot. I, I, uh, go ahead, Scott. They they just they got a lot of history and experience. They're a well-established contractor, and and we couldn't be more thrilled to have them on board working on this project. It's always good when locals succeed, uh, and we should be their best cheerleaders all the time. But, Scott, I was referring to the lights on the interstate highway. I know that some are kind of the new generation lighting and some were were still some of the old lighting. Do we know whether or not everything is going to be brought up to the new generation lights uh, when we re-energize that swath of um, interstate that you just described? No, whatever system is in place at that time, it'll just be it'll just be re-energize what it's existing. Some of those lights are, in fact, the new technology, new, they are the LED style, but there are uh, quite a bit of them uh, throughout the city of New Orleans that are, that are the old high-pressure sodium-type fixtures. But I will tell you this, we're working very closely with the city and the governor's office on a raised grant application to where we're, we're looking to upgrade all of the roadway lightings in the greater New Orleans area, specifically in, in New Orleans, uh, to, to the new style LED. The, the ultimate goal here is 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 that the, the the old style lights are being phased out. It's so hard getting uh, components for them. You know, some of these lighting components in in these systems are over 30 years old, and it's just not easy to even get the ballast kits to, to for these for these old lights. So so th- there's definitely a mindful push to go to the new system and and we may not be able to get every light upgraded before the super bowl but we're working as hard as we can to get as many as possible 
Well, uh, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. It's great news um, that this is is moving forward. And um, you said, uh, say again, when this work is expected to start? It it uh, we issued a notice to proceed to the contractor a couple weeks ago. He's in what's called an assembly period where he's gathering materials and resources to do this work. We anticipate that we're going to actually start seeing some work within the next month or so. It's, it's going to be it's going to start off small, but we anticipate by mid-March he's going to start taking down the old lighting system on the Crescent City Connection Bridge, followed by, of course, the the installation of the of the new system shortly right. after that. So you, so people are going to start seeing demolition from from up top. It's it's not going to be like there's a lot of crews. You know, a lot of this work's going to have to take place with climbing and, and ropes and, and scaffolding and different types of things like that. But the, the significant portion of it will take place when that lane closure uh, gets into effect sometime in, in May. So Scott, are you required to climb up there and inspect? No, no, not not this time. I'm, I may I may venture out there if if, the, if it's not too windy outside, no. But 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 certainly my my bridge inspectors can 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 sympathize for for the hard work they have to do to to to, to do those climbs to inspect that, that bridge on a on a semi annual basis. Scott, I want to go on record right now. You can leave me off the list, off the invite list to climb to the top of the bridge to look at the line. I, I could try to get you a spot if you if you, I'll pass, if you well, set on it, okay? <laughs> no, thank you. But thank you so much for joining us, giving us that update. Uh, great news coming our way. Really appreciate it. Scott Boyle, DOTD, district engineer here. Uh, have a great week, Scott. Thank you, No, You have a great rest of your week. That's Scott Ball, DOTD, District Engineer. We'll be right back, folks. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.